You're listening to Shadow Work Voice Notes by me, Natalie White. This is my audio diary where I share my thoughts, musings, realizations, and whatever else may come up along my journey of self-awareness and self-transformation. It may get crazy sometimes, but that's okay. That's just the human experience, isn't it? All right, enough of this introduction. Let's get into it. In the last note, I was talking about how I value freedom and giving everyone the ability to self-regulate and follow what feels correct for them. And what I didn't get into talking about was the flip side of this, Um, how this can turn into something unhealthy even, or how it can be misconstrued also. Um, In my quest, quote unquote, or desire to allow others to not feel forced to do what they don't want to do, I end up holding myself back, not expressing how I feel, giving that in an effort to give them space, I give them too much space, which then feels like I don't care, feels like I don't want them in my experience. It feels like I am not looking for closeness because I am trying to be too, um, too free or not what's the word what am I thinking um too permissive no too I stand too far back I am too aloof in my desire to give them space and I don't even realize it it's like I am trying too hard to not force people to do what they don't want to do or feeling as though by expressing my desire for something, it's almost as if that is going to force them to have to cater to my desire, whether they want to or not. So then I hold it back so that my desire isn't forcing them. That is the unhealthy side of it, where the truth and the healthy way for me to approach this is to express my desire and allow them to take it or not. It's not because I expressed it that they have to do what I want them to. For example, I know this is a little conceptual as I'm trying to explain this, but as an example, coming back, I always come back to my cats because like I said in a one of my first voice notes, Lessons from a Cat, I have learned so much about interactions and relationships in general with other humans from my cats, from many beautiful little kitties who have been in my life because they are, they are, they don't have that layer of the rational mind that makes them act differently then they feel. (laughs) They don't have that buffer of the mind that says, no, I shouldn't act upon my feelings. I should do this. They just, they have feelings and that's what makes them act. They're, they, 
they don't have that filter. So, so through my kitties, I've learned how I affect others around me with my healthy and unhealthy way of being and interacting. So recently, um, I came to really observe my cats and see how sometimes they will not be very cuddly. They won't, they won't come around me too much. They'll sort of go off and do their own thing. And my default way of interpreting and being with this is to just be like, oh, well, I guess they didn't feel like being around me. So that's okay. I give them this, like, that's all right. You go do your kitty thing. Fine. Whatever. You know, even though I wanted you to cuddle with me, I will just allow you to do what you want to do. But recently I, there was one time that this was happening with one of them and I was like, no, 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 no. Come cuddle with me. Like, don't, don't go sit over there. I want you to come stay with me. So I picked her up and I took her over to sit with me and she stayed. And it then changed what she was doing. Instead of going off and not staying with me, she started coming back to, to cuddle and sit with me. Like, in a way that she hadn't been doing for some time before that, for like a week or two. And it sort of clicked. It was like, oh my goodness, okay, well, it's almost like I needed to let her know that I wanted her to be near me in order for her to want to be near me too. And so I started to to take note of this and go proactively after them sometimes not trying to force them you know like I try I bring them over and sit them next to me and if they go away then it's like all right well never mind that's fine go ahead (laughs) but that doesn't always happen sometimes they'll be off in another room just sleeping or hanging out or doing whatever they're doing and then I go get them and sit where I'm sitting and and then they, they're like, oh, yeah, okay, that's great. Mama, I want to sit with you too. And then they stay. So it's, it's a fine line between giving space and being too aloof, maybe even neglecting. And I have started to realize this in my relationships too. I know I need to be a little more cognizant of that in, with my husband, you know, not you know, give him the space to be self-regulating, but also be like, hey, honey, you know, maybe we could do this. It's, of course, when we get to the humans, there is the added layer of the mind and the shoulds and the overriding of, of truths and emotions and all that stuff. So then it gets a little more complicated than just with the cats because the cats will be like, nope, don't want to be there, bye. <laughs> and... And if I insist, then they're just going to really hide more. But with humans, you know, they then there could be added layers of obligation or, well, she asked me, so I have to, blah, blah, blah. And so yeah, I've, I've been observing myself with my husband and trying to express things in ways that won't make it feel like he is obligated, but let him know that I want this or that, or that I would be interested. And you know, it's, oh, it's, it's a, 
it's a subtle interplay of our energies and we're still learning we're still figuring it out and me being the way that I am I will come out and just say it you know if I'm thinking I'd be like hey honey why don't we why don't you come cuddle with me if you want it's okay if you don't want that's all you know like I understand and then you know seeing his reaction how it goes if he's up for it right away, then it's like, oh, okay, well, he wanted to. Or if he seems like he's like, uh, then I'd be like, no, 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 it's okay. You know, it it takes self-awareness, self-observation, and also a sensitivity for observing the other. That's maybe a little, that's another step maybe that is a little challenging because it we, we need to take a step back from us, from what we feel, from what we want, from our baggages and triggers and that sort of stuff, to then look at the other person as objectively as we can from a place where we're not transferring or projecting anything onto them, just trying to observe them neutrally and see what's going on with them so that we can then choose accordingly how we're going to be so it does become more complex when we're dealing with humans rather than with cats but it is underlying like underneath it it is very much the same thing and like even my other cat she is the one who likes to go outside more that I was talking about in the last entry. She is a little more skittish. She's a little more reserved. She's a little less cuddly. And she definitely likes her space much more. And it can be it can be a little difficult for me to to read her because she, she <laughs> you know my my other cat, the one that likes to be indoors more, she is very lovey. She's very affectionate. She doesn't, she doesn't like to be held, but she is all about giving kisses, head rubs, and, and cuddly, and being next to, and following me around, and all that stuff, and I, she, oh, she, she will love to give kisses, and head rubs, and keep on doing it, and it's so cute, (laughs) but the other one, my skittish one, she, she will give a little bit of head, she'll give like one little head rub, she'll be like, okay, that's enough, mama, please take your face away from me. She's not so cuddly, but she's begun to be even a little bit more. She's been more protective of her space. She's, she, she's always been that way with, she was the, she was the runt of the litter. She was the last one. And when her brothers were around, them and her sister were very rough and they were kind of like a little pack. They were always together. She would go off on her own. She didn't really like to be crowded too much and she still kind of keeps that. She likes to be near but not in the thick of it with you know, with us and, and her sister. And, and so I try to give her space because I know she likes her space. But I've noticed that there's this subtle way that she does like affection, but she needs it in a much gentler way. She needs it in a different way than her sister does. And if she doesn't get it in that way, she like goes away. And 
So recently, my husband has been traveling for work, and it's just been me and the girls. And so my little skittish one, who is not, who likes to be on her own, she has not, she does not, she doesn't follow me to bed. Um, you know what? I'd better just talk about their names because it's getting really hard to keep track of who I'm talking about. So I have Maze, who is my indoor lovey-dovey cat who spends a lot of time with me. And I have Pepper, who's my outdoor skittish cat who needs a lot of space. So Maze always follows me to bed. She, you know, we have bed by time. Every night I'm getting ready for stuff and she follows me and she sleeps on the, at the foot of our bed and Sometimes she'll come sleep next to us. I don't know. It depends. But she follows me to bed. Pepper, on the other hand, is like, nope, mm -mm, not doing that. (laughs) No, no, no. You guys move too much. She doesn't sleep with us too much. She does her own thing. As I've been alone, Pepper has started to come sleep with us, me and Maeve's. And... And it's interesting because she kind of hasn't, she's not one to follow me around. She will come when it's right. And if it's too loud, she doesn't stay. She's very particular. She's a lot like me. I'm very particular about my space. So I totally understand her little heart and how she needs things to be right for her. And (laughs) um, so she has started to come and spend the night sleeping on the bed with me and me's. And what I, and I always trying to give her her space. Well, a couple of nights ago, I was like, no, I'm going to go get her. I'm going to let her know that I want her to be with us. And he did that. And she stayed. I, I need to, I need to, um, um, bribe her with butt rubs, like a little cats, how they like the butt scratches on the top of their butts. Well, I have to bribe her that way to make her stay. And so I do that and she like plops down and, and a lot of times she'll leave, but she started staying and it was like, Oh, okay. All right. Well, baby, little baby kitty, my little peppies, I want you to stay with me. And so I've kind of done that. I've, I've made it a point to go after her at night when it's bedtime, after Maze has followed me upstairs and we've gotten comfy on the bed, or she, well, she's gotten comfy on the bed, and then I'll, I'll, I've I've started to go after Pepper to be like, all right, where are you, kitty? All right, let's go to bed. And I bring her up and she, she, that cute little girl, she's like, okay, mm, yeah, no, I'm not staying. And she'll like go off. But she's actually started to stay. And I took a while to get in bed and get comfy the other night. And she jumped off the bed and went on another bed. And I was like, what? Oh, you know, and and instead of doing my normal thing, well, let's just give her her space. I went and I got her. And I was like, no, 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 you come sleep with mama. You know, I want you to sleep with mama. So, so I did. Picked her up, took her, put her in the spot, and she stayed. That was the night before last. And then last night, what happened was... She just came upstairs on her own before I got done and ready enough to get myself tucked into bed, which was around the time I'd started to go find her because otherwise there's too much movement and she goes away because of how particular she is. And so I hadn't gotten to the point where I was going to go look for her yet. And then what happened was 
out of nowhere as I'm getting ready for bed. Up she comes, she jumps up, she gets comfy in the spot where she's been sleeping and ta-da, there she is. I wake up in the morning and there she still is. So it was like, oh my goodness, I just need to let her know more so that I don't just go after her when it's time to give her medicine, when it's time to take her to the vet, when it's time to do something she doesn't like. I need to start going after her to let her know that I want her to be around me. I want her presence. I want to give her affection. I enjoy her being around me. And as much as I do want to give her her space. I also need to let her know that I love her, that I want her around, all of that. And last night I went to bed with a smile on my face because it was like, oh my goodness, it's working. This little cat who doesn't do that, she's starting to do it. And she's even being more affectionate. I just need to be aware of honoring how she is, what she likes, and the subtleties of it. But I also need to allow myself to express to her what I like, what I feel, how I like her. And again, these lessons, you know, it's so important. This is also how it works with humans. This is also how it works in our all of our relationships. So... I just thought that was so interesting to notice this change in her and to realize I need to also bring this more so into my human relationships. I don't just need to give the people that I love their freedom. I also need to be sure to express my desire for them in my life around me and express my affection for them so that they understand that, yes, they have their freedom, but I also want them around. Well, that's it for now. I hope you enjoyed listening in on my thoughts and that it has given you something to think about in your own life and inner work journey. If you'd like to learn more about me and what I do, head on over to saturnish.com. That's S-A-T-U-R-N-I-S-H.com. Thanks so much for listening and I'll catch you on the next one.